0: I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. Woman, what I say. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall.
1: Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co host, J.C. Hall. You can always find us at ChrisAnnHall.com, K R I S A N N E H A L L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, and we have a very special show for you today, uh, what I would probably classify as an action alert show, a show where we need you to help us help some other patriots. And JC, we, we actually read about this show last week, and I sent you the article that was in Ammo Land, and you did a little bit of research, too, on the the background, or at least the organization of this case. So what we're talking about is a first-year law student by the name of Brandon Mason. Brandon Mason is a first-year law student at the University of North Texas Dallas College of Law. If you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube right now, you see the picture of uh, Brandon and uh, some contact information that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Now, I actually uh, did a little journalism in this case. I called Brandon to ask him about this situation because the Open Carry guys uh, in Texas, Open Carry Texas, contacted me and said, Chrisanne, we need some publicity on this. We need, this young man needs some help. And so I contacted Brandon to find out what's going on. So uh, the end of the story is Brandon has been suspended from the University of North Texas Dallas Law School because of an anonymous complaint of statements that he allegedly made at an event that he did not attend where the allegations were that he said that if he didn't get the law school grades that he wanted, he was going to uh, shoot up the campus starting with a certain professor. And um, just to give you the background of this, Brandon is a conservative student. He is a first-year law student of... Of a very um, active nature. So, in his first semester of law school, he started and became president president of the first chapter of the Federalist Society at uh, the University of North Dallas, Texas Law School. Now this is a this is a new law school. They're not even accredited yet. Really? Yeah, they do not have American Bar Association accreditation yet. Uh, but they, the Bar Association allows the uh, college to train up law students on a um, uh, temporary basis to see how their, their uh, bar exam grades go to whether they qualify for certification. And if they don't qualify as certification, then they can't be lawyers. Wow. Isn't that pretty crazy? Can you imagine investing three years into a school and then finding out that your school didn't even receive American Bar Association accreditation and nobody's going to accept your bar license. That's what happens when private corporate clubs handle what kind of jobs you can do and what you can't do in a quasi-political arena.
0: Private corporate club meaning the Bar Association.
1: Yeah, meaning the Bar Association. So we've got an active... It's st- almost
0: a quasi-government ent- entity at this point.
1: No, that's exactly what it is. It's a quasi, because they are the ones... Uh, I don't, people don't realize that how in control of your state the Bar Association actually is. Your bar association in your state creates judicial rules and regulations, rules of criminal procedure, and then the legislation just simply rubber stamps whatever the bar association wants. So when you have a state that doesn't recognize, um, that doesn't recognize jury nullification, that denies people of their rights to due process and the checks and balances of law, uh, these all come from your bar association. So Brandon starts the Federalist Society, which is the the conservative educational club of law schools. It is a nationally known uh, club, and what they do is they get together and they actually talk about the founders and the creation of the Constitution, and they have classes on First Amendment, Second Amendment, you know, those kind of things, and they talk about things from a foundational perspective. And Brandon started the very first chapter. Now, I talked to Brandon... And apparently Brandon uh, raised some eyebrows during his orientation. So um, in Texas, you can conceal and carry uh, on college campuses. Conceal and, and carry or conce- open carry? Conceal and carry. The, this <clears throat> college does not allow you to open carry.
0: Is, it, uh, is open carry legal in Texas? Yes,
1: So that's that's part of the problem that we have here. But nonetheless, how is
0: that possible on a public university campus? They don't allow. They explain that to me. I can't make sure I understood that right. I
1: can't explain it to you. I can't explain it to you. But it's uh, what I'm saying is it's it's their policy. But as a government, is that a lawful policy? No, it's not a lawful policy. Okay. Okay. So on during his orientation, Brandon asks during the orientation, what is your policy about carrying firearms on campus? He says, I want to make sure that I'm in line. I've read your policy. I want to make sure I'm in line. And they said, no, 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 where you you can conceal and carry. You can, I'm pretty sure I'll have to ask him again. I should have written it down. He said that you can open carry because he told me he opened carries on campus. And so um, Brandon then tells me that he asks his questions in orientation. And so right then and there he's identifying himself as a as a, a, gun car- nut. a gun nut, right? And so I asked him, I said, Do do people know you carry guns? He says, Well, they have to know because I asked these questions, right? Well, not only that
0: And this is not in Texas per se, it's in Dallas. It's in
1: Dallas, right. Which is a little bit better than which, Austin, which, but Which
0: which you may or may not be in Texas, depending yeah. on where you're at in Dallas.
1: Yeah. So um
0: Pretty much anywhere you are in Austin, you're not in Texas. Right. You're in the Soviet Union. So he's, he's pretty much identified right off the bat.
1: Right. Right. He's immediately uh, uh, identified off the bat. Now, not only that, UNT Law School has a policy that they have to, um, uh, uh, law students have to attend, uh, have mandatory attendance at certain guest speakers. So he contacted the school after a- attending some of these mandatory speakers, right? And said, look, if you're going to mandate that the students attend these guest speakers, I'm officially requesting that you uh, allow speakers with alternative viewpoints to the speakers that you're bringing in. So,
0: Who, who's bringing in the speakers?
1: The college. Okay. So Brandon comes to the college and he says, "Look, uh, he says all these speakers are just obviously not Federalist Society people, right?" So Brandon says, "You need to open this up to alternative opinions." So now he's got strike number two, right? Now not only is he a gun nut, but now he's a free speech nut,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's trying to hold the college accountable on this as to a matter a trouble of. Troublemaker. He's yeah right exactly. So what? This is outrageous for a one L to be this kind of, of activist kind of person because I'm going to tell you what, Bold. your first semester in law school, you're practically like this in books all the time. And uh, they have a saying in law school, the first year they scare you to death, the second year they work you to death. The first year they scare you to death, the second year they work you to death, the third year they bore you to death. And so... Um, most 1L students are so terrified of the college itself and losing their admission status that they don't say anything, right? You can't get them to make meetings and stuff like that. So Brandon has started the first chapter of the Federalist Society. He is clamoring for, for, for equal rights and free speech on, these gov- on the campus mandated speakers. So he's got a target on his back.
0: And it sounds like they pulled the trigger.
1: Somebody did. Somebody did. So here, so Brandon is at, an av- his, one of his law professors took this, the class out for drinks one night, uh, one day after class. And they're all sitting at the bar with the law professor and the students, and he gets an email. He gets an email from the college, University of North Texas, saying, uh, you're being suspended Mm-hmm. Because of of an accusation of violent threats on the campus, he's like, "I'm being suspended." He's he's showing the email around to the people at the table. He's like, "I'm being suspended." What are you talking about? I'm being suspended. And so he emails back to them and says, "What are you know basically? What are you talking about?" They set up this this hearing, okay, where he's supposed to come in and uh, based on uh, student procedures. Have
0: prove himself not guilty,
1: uh, yeah, of some sort, right? Well, here's the problem this hearing is already in violation of campus standards, not to mention violations of all due process and any terms of reasonable uh, accusation and defense, right? So he shows up and they say to him, He's uh, they start giving him this, this, um. Mental evaluation. Oh, wow. How do you feel today, Brandon? Do you feel suicidal? Do you want to hurt people? Do you carry guns? How many guns do you have, Brandon? And he's like, what in the world are you people talking about? Have you ever made threats? Have you ever wanted to hurt people? He's like, look, until you tell me something specific, I'm not answering any of your questions. Right. What in the world is going on here? Who, who has made an accusation? I'm sorry, Brandon, we can't tell you. What is the nature of the accusation? I'm sorry, Brandon, we can't tell you. We just need to continue with this psych eval. And he says, no, I'm sorry. Y- you, he, he's completely caught off guard. He's like, I, I was not, uh, I have never, everybody knows I have guns. I have never felt threat. I've never threatened anybody. I have never felt suicidal. I am a perfectly healthy, uh, I am, I, I am, I am an energetic law student and I'm just here to learn. But this is not where it ends, because the law school appoints a Title IX investigator. Because remember, they're a government school, and when we get back after the break. You'll see just how crazy this really, really gets. Welcome back to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here. We're talking about Brandon Mason. Brandon Mason is a first L, uh, first semester law student at the University of North Texas Dallas College of Law. It is a brand new law school. It's not even accredited yet. And Brandon has attracted the attention and the ire of somebody on campus. And he doesn't know who. He doesn't know what. So he's brought in to this council to question him on allegations that he has threatened somebody. And at this point, he doesn't even know what the threats are. So they bring in this Title IX coordinator investigator named uh, Adeline Berger. And Adeline Berger starts questioning him uh, at this investigation. And he starts to learn a little bit more information about a specific date specific allegations, and, uh, and the specific terms of the threat. So he finds out that somebody has made an accusation that Brandon has threatened to shoot up the school if he does not get the grades that he wants and names a specific professor on a specific day at a specific event. Brandon says, you know what, this is, this is just a mistake, I can, and I can show you this. He says, uh, I, I was not at that place this time, uh, on this date at this time. As a matter of fact, I was at another event with a bunch of people. We were, uh, I think it was some kind of a sporting event, a game. And so he says, look, here's my phone. Look at my GPS. On this day, my GPS tells you where I was. I wasn't anywhere near where this accusation says I'm going to take place. The Title IX direct coordinator says, uh, Ms. Berger says, well, that's not proof of anything. You could have made that up on his GPS well then he begins to provide to her the names of all the people that he was with on that day and those people contact her and she turns uh, sh- it turns out she dismisses all of their testimonies and says I'm sorry they're not credible they're not believable we're going with this accusation you will be suspended and you are not allowed to take your exams. He's still not allowed to face his accuser. Mm-hmm. He still has no direct understanding of what he's accused of, and now the college is violating its own policy. Brandon sends them emails and says, look, I went through your handbook. He says, because it's, it's a new college and things are not where they're supposed to be. He says, "I went." he sends an email and says, I went through the handbook. Are these the procedures we're supposed to be following? He sends us to the dean of the students. I have the emails. Brandon sent me everything, uh, and uh, and he never gets a response mm-hmm. from the dean of the students about the procedure that they're supposed to be following. And they tell him, "You are not even allowed back on campus." Now
0: law, the law school campus. Well,
1: the law school campus, yes. You're not allowed back on the law school campus. Now, is
0: that separate from the main campus, as many law schools are?
1: Um, I'm not quite sure. I, it, must, it has to be because of what happens next, okay? So Brandon is now completed his first semester of law school. He's not allowed to take exams. He has no idea who's accused him of this. There's no evidence of his accuse, uh, of, of of this accusation. As a matter of fact, he has evidence contrary to these accusations that the title IX investigator is completely ignoring.
0: Now, when you see it, you you say investigator uh, this person is a social worker
1: yes well they they told Brandon that she was an investigator because Adeline
0: M. Berger mm-hmm. MS MS right. is master of social this is a social right. work degree. see she is a social worker right So when you say investigator you're not talking about law enforcement no. this is this is a person who as far as her uh, her credentials there is no evidence of any sort of investigatory training.
1: No, none at all. And she's n- not and, and an no, attorney. No, no, she's not an attorney. And she engaged in no investigation at all anyway, which Brandon cites as policy, of written policy of the school that he is uh, entitled to present witnesses and they are obligated to contact those witnesses. Mm-hmm. They are just completely violating policy all the way along. And Brandon, being our activist first law student, files an injunction against the law school to keep his suspension uh, from happening so he can take his exams. And when we get back, I'm going to talk to you about the injunction that Brandon files. As men tear up our constitution, and from every direction, we cry revolution standing together and we just for truth in the war of attrition, the love of our country, as our ammunition.
0: The Chris Ann Hall Show, she's Liberty's lobbyist.
1: Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about Brandon Mason. Brandon Mason is a first-year law student at the University of North Texas, Dallas, who has gotten a target on his back for um, uh, being, I believe, and I'll just come out and say it, for being an activist conservative student. I've talked to Brandon, and he is a, a reasonable man, he is a very organized man. He is a very knowledgeable man, but he's also very convicted in what, in what he's doing, right? He, he has firm convictions about his rights. He has firm convictions about his ability to exercise those rights, and he is not cowering in some corner somewhere, which I believe this is what has happened against him.
0: Is this a picture of how these red flag laws operate?
1: This is, ex- and here's the irony. This is a picture of how a red flag law operates operates but there are no red flag laws in texas mm. they have been unsuccessful at passing red flag laws in texas as a matter of fact right now there are 19 red flag l- pieces of legislation that the texas legislators are supposed to be looking at in january
0: but the university of north texas is doing it anyway
1: but is doing it anyway and they now the University of North Texas is a state-run school. The school is run by a board of regents that is a- appointed by the governor of Texas. Yes. So the governor is a boss of this school.
0: Yeah, and that's that's when you said I did some looking into it. So that's where I always go. So here's...
1: Who's th- in charge? Where's yes, the buck stop?
0: And that's the thing about a lot of these uh, situations that happen. I always see people... You know they'll contact the school or mm-hmm. flood the school with email. This and that, and I think I think that's good. Right. right? That's a part of it because I, so I think that serves to let the school know somebody's watching. Right. You're right. not doing this in the dark. Right. So that is good. However, uh, if I think that's that's less effective, mm-hmm. uh, that's not the end of it. I always look. I always ask. Okay, who do these people answer to? And that's what I went researching. So that's that's where we found out it. The University of North Texas is governed by a board of regents, and you can look up, you can find who all these people are. But they're appointed by, like as you said, Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, and the Senate. So this is where I think people should not only contact the school and flood the school to let them know, hey, we're we know what's going on. We're watching. You're not doing this in the dark. But but I think. They need to get Governor Abbott's attention. Uh, you know, if you share this, if you post this, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I think you should hashtag Greg Abbott. You should you should at Greg Abbott, whatever. You should get this, atten- get this attention. So sooner, well, I think sooner you or later, call somebody's call Greg going, Abbott's office? Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, I don't. Uh, Greg Abbott's number. But I'm is saying
0: he needs to be pulled into this because because yeah. the buck stops with him. These are his these are his directors mm-hmm. uh, that are allowing. Their school to do this.
1: So I'll post the phone numbers for the the dean at UNT Dallas College of Law and Greg Abbott. But if you're watching us on YouTube right now, I've got those numbers up right now. This is the call to action that we need
0: for Greg Abbott. It's five one two four six three two thousand. That's the main switchboard there.
1: Say that one more time for him.
0: Five one two four six three two thousand. That's Greg Abbott.
1: So Greg Abbott is supposed to be a big conservative gun guy. And so we need him to become involved with this. This is, but see, this is, you know, JC, this is exactly what we said. Uh, in many, many shows. This is not just about the Second Amendment. This is not about the right to keep and bear arms. This is due process. This is right. deprival, uh, depriving this man of property without due process, depriving him of his rights without due process, a mere accusation to which he cannot even confront his accuser.
0: And I think it's also about accountability, yeah. which is why I pointed at Greg Abbott, because what is the point? right? Because you said... So Greg Abbott's a, a, a Second Amendment supporter, which I'm sure he is. Uh, but what is the point of the people electing these folks that are supposed to represent them with uh, views that they share? I mean, the point of that is okay. This guy's going to appoint people that you know that are not—they're not, not going to go against our rights. Okay, if that's the case, then he needs to hold these people accountable. Where is the account that you know the mm-hmm. accountability? needs to happen and for that to happen he needs to know about this
1: right right and so that's why i'm saying we need to here's, contact here, him yeah and
0: because here's the thing a lot of these uh, that the professors and what they know what they're doing mm-hmm. right this is clearly targeting so they're, they're never, they don't care what you say you can flood the email and all this sort of stuff and they don't care they're not going to listen so who they listen to is are their bosses right if it's the notion of hey don't do this or you're fixing to lose your job, which I matter of fact, I think this social worker needs to be fired right now. Yes, right, she absolutely. doesn't need to continue in this job uh, because these these are gross. These are gross violations. What she's engaged in. It's very obvious. Who is Jamaica Chapel and Bob Mong? I see listed uh, in in his uh, in Brandon's. Injunction. I guess these are also
1: college, people, uh, in the they're, they're people in the process. They're people at the University of North Dallas, Texas that are involved with student affairs that issued the suspension and are conducting this, quote-unquote, kangaroo investigation. investigation. So, May, uh, I'm sorry.
0: No offense to kangaroos out
1: there. Right, right. So, uh, Brandon, listen to what he does. Brandon's not sitting back whining. Brandon files an injunction against the University of North Texas at Dallas in district court to prevent them from suspending him and prevent him from taking his final exams. how did that go? It went really well, actually. This judge, now I, I talked to Brandon about this. I obviously haven't talked to the judge. But Brandon says that the judge was outraged at what was happening to him, the lack of due process, the kangaroo court thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, Brandon noticed Adeline Berger, Jamaica Chapel, Bob Mong, and the University of North Dallas, Texas, for the injunction hearing. But they didn't send anybody except for some paralegal from the admin office and their media affairs coordinator. Well, the judge, Brandon says, was about to issue the injunction right off because uh, the judge told Brandon that he reviewed the petition the night before and he was just, and nobody showed up, so he was just going to give the injunction. Well, the judge found out that the paralegal and the um, and the media affairs person was there, so the judge called them to the bench and said, look, I am issuing this injunction against the University of North Dallas at Texas right now unless you get somebody on the phone to talk to me. And so... Uh, what happens is after some time they get somebody on the phone which Brandon said was the attorney general of Texas.
0: Attorney general?
1: The attorney general of Texas who didn't know anything about this case whatsoever but because the because the college is run by the board of regents by the governor the attorney general would be the legal counsel for the college. Right. And the attorney and and The man that Brandon says was the attorney general says, you know, I usually handle sexual assault cases. I'm not aware of this particular case. And then he begins to say to, according to Brandon.
0: So it's not Ken Paxton himself, but some attorney from the attorney general's office.
1: I don't know. He said the attorney general.
0: Well, the attorney general certainly wouldn't say something like that. I only handle sexual harassment cases.
1: No. Yeah, I don't know. So, this is
0: an assistant attorney. This is a a lawyer who works in the attorney general's office. So, he's speaking for Ken Paxton.
1: I don't know. So, there's
0: another individual.
1: Brandon said it was the attorney general. So, I don't know whether it was Ken Paxton or somebody else. Yeah, I suspect it was a. But anyway, so whoever this attorney general is, assistant attorney general, uh, says to the judge, I'm not familiar with this case but looking at the terms of the case uh we would we would request that you dismiss the injunction because Brandon's failure to uh, uh the, the college preventing Brandon from taking his final exams is not the same as irreparable harm
0: so the the AG attorney was arguing against his injunction
1: was arguing against his injunction saying that the judge should dismiss the injunction because not taking final exams does not equate to irreparable harm see an injunction is no big deal yeah no big deal so injunction is issued to prevent somebody it's an immediate thing it happens quickly to prevent irreparable harm. And the attorney general is saying, "Hey, this is not ir- ir- not taking your first semester law school exams is not irreparable harm." To which Brandon says, the judge laughs and says, "Oh yeah, I'm sure you would say that if when you were a law student in first L that this was not irreparable harm." And uh, Brandon says that the judge told the attorney general person, "Hey, um, you you better come up with a better argument of that or I'm issuing this injunction right now. The
0: judge said that judge, to the lawyer. judge
1: said that to the lawyer, whether it had been Paxton or somebody else. And so they said they recessed. He said they recessed for about 30 minutes, and they came back with a stipulation from the state of Texas and the University of North Texas, Dallas, that said he could take his exams. So now they're not trying to allege that it was irreparable harm. They signed a stipulation that said he could take his exams. And so now what happens is Brandon is taking his exams, but he's not allowed on the law school campus. He is taking his exams by proxy on the campus of a UNT where he is... uh, where he is escorted and searched by Dallas Police Department everywhere he goes. He's not allowed to carry any, uh, he's not allowed to carry, even though he has a license to carry. He's he, he, Everywhere, he says, I feel like a criminal. Everywhere, every building he's entered, he's searched. He's patted down and searched just so he can take his exams.
0: So the AG's office is 512-463-2100.
1: Okay so the governor the was 20 th- 2000, 2000 and the AG is 5124632100
0: Yep, that's, that's the main switchboard for the attorney general's office.
1: Look, people, are you as crazy about this as I am? This is so, this is what red flag laws are. Texas doesn't even have red flag laws, and the college is doing it anyway. There is no due process for this young man. He is now, now they're saying, okay, well, we will allow you to have an appeal hearing to your suspension, which may happen sometime between January and April. Meanwhile, what is he supposed to do with the tuition and the law school that he's already started?
0: chris ann hall show she's liberty's lobbyist
1: welcome back to the chris ann hall show this is our last segment for the show brandon mason if you're not on youtube you don't know how to spell his name so it's it's uh brandon and mason is m-a-s-i-n you we need to help this young man
0: yeah i i uh I would love to know who the who that attorney was, because you know here's yet again, just like we say with Greg Abbott, you have Ken Paxton's office directly involved in this, Mm -hmm. and apparently you had an attorney walk in with this cavalier attitude, not concerned with this man's due process, not concerned with this man at all, at all, just just cavalier, like oh, well yeah no big deal. It, It took the judge to to say okay. Let's, let's look for a way that, that this guy can still take his exams and still function as a student. Like the attorney didn't care. So mm-hmm. Ken Paxton needs to know this. Right. He needs to identify who that attorney is in his office and give this attorney some remediation or send him to find a new, new job.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. So these are the numbers that you need to call. You need to contact uh, Greg Abbott's office, 512-463-2000. You need to contact Ken Paxton's office. Uh, 512-463-2100. 512-463-2100. And we also have the numbers to um, UNT uh, Dallas as well. And I'll pull that up here in just a second. But it is up on YouTube. So uh, the lady's name... Uh Adeline Berger. Uh, the number is nine seven two three three eight one seven seven five. Nine seven two three three eight one 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 seven seven five. And the Dean of Student Affairs, his name is Kevin Rob Rabinowich. And his number is two one four two four three seventeen eighty nine. By the way,
0: don't call and be an idiot. Don't no. call and make threats. Okay? No. You are not you're not going to help this cause by being a moron and making threats. Okay? So, you know, we don't need that kind of stuff. There're probably some lefties out there that'll that'll make those calls.
1: Yeah, and, but don't and do, and do that. Just, threat just say, people look. With violence. Uh I I would simply say we are concerned about this young man's rights to due process we are concerned about a situation where he has been guilty until proven innocent and then denied his opportunity to even prove his innocence he has been oh. deprived of liberty and property without due process and this is not this is not a private college right. this is a government state run college and they are obligated to meet this man's rights
0: the uh, you probably get no success calling uh, Adeline Berger. No, uh, but I would, I would call the dean and tell her, is it her him, or him? Him, Kevin uh,
1: Robinowitch. Rabin-
0: that Berger needs to be fired. Yeah, she doesn't need to be in that position, or or she certainly does not be need to be in charge of investigations. She's obviously not an investigator. She obviously does not understand nor respect due process, and it seems clear to me that. She had a a, uh, uh, she had basically had a pre preordained conclusion uh, that she wanted to go with regardless of the evidence. So she obviously wasn't there to collect any evidence whatsoever.
1: Just so you know, uh, Open Carry, Texas, like I said, are the ones who got me involved in this. They actually held a rally outside the they actually held a rally outside the law school. Uh, But we like I said we need to get in touch with the governor. Uh, The law school is not directly involved in this. They're staying out of it. This is entirely the University of North Dallas campus
0: and the Dallas police and
1: the Dallas police department. So. The Abbott they probably is the have one campus unit. Abbott and the dean of students at UNT; those numbers Paxton. that we gave you, and Ken Paxton are the ones that need to be contacted. This is where the protest needs to take place. If you, if we don't get the proper response from Greg Abbott, Texans, you need to you need to rally outside Abbott's office. Look, if we don't defend the young people who are standing for their rights, ladies and gentlemen, we've got no business doing what we're doing. God bless you guys. Please, please get involved with this. We will see you tomorrow.